This is what this means. Yes, it's not ideal, but the good news is we can get the house. Today, I want to talk about nuance language, aka deal momentum part two. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) We had a staff meeting last week and we were dissecting the communications between the agent and the client. Mm -hmm. And there was so much going on there to unpack. So let's go through just a couple of key examples, just a little couple examples of what was going on and how the communication level and the style and the nuance of the communication can Mm -hmm. make a difference and how to set it up. So let's, let's set the table here. The agent was discussing an offer that she had presented that was not accepted. It was verbally accepted by the listing agent mm-hmm. and then they changed their mind or something like that. Yeah. That's not the point of the discussion because we all decided that there was nothing that she could do to control the fact that the selling agent, the listing agent verbally accepted her offer and then changed their mind. Yeah. That, that was the reason that we'd started the conversation, but we veered quickly into elements of the communication that we could have controlled mm-hmm. that we could control. And there's a lot there. Yeah. So forget about the outcome, but let's just talk about what we were going through in terms of after action reporting on, on how her communication had gone. Mm-hmm. Make sense? So one of the things that she mentioned right away was long story short, there were 13 offers on the deal and the agent had come back to her and their deal and countered with a term. And the mm-hmm. term was X amount of dollars over listing price and removing the appraisal contingency. Right. And what had happened was the agent had taken that message back to the buyer and the buyer had considered it for a while, Mm -hmm. an hour before calling her back. And I think, I guess by the time those communications had taken place, the seller had taken another offer or whatever. So we we went through it and we said, okay, what could she have controlled? What things could have happened? Mm Mm-hmm. And how could she have communicated with the client and could it have made any difference? Mm-hmm. And of course, just to disclaim this, we all agree that nothing she could have done would have changed anything. Yeah. But we did feel like there were things that could have been learned. So for example, I asked the agent, I said, between the time that you conveyed the message of the counteroffer and the time that they called you back and accepted it, why did it take an hour? And one of the things she said was, well, she said she didn't want to pressure them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's noble. Okay, I think that's okay right. to feel that way. But I also don't think it was appropriate right. for the circumstance. Simply from, a, again, this is looking at the outside after it happened. In, yeah. in hindsight, retrospect, what could have happened? So we did a role play. Mm-hmm. And I said, first and foremost, do we all agree? There was 30 people in the meeting. I said, do we all agree here that that hour of time between the counter offer and the response could have been shortened. If it had been shortened, would it have maybe increased the deal momentum, the chances of the seller having accepted the offer without looking at something else in the meantime? We all agreed that that period of time we could have shortened. Yeah. Okay. So then we started talking about how could we shorten that period of time? And one of the things that I, I keyed in on first was she said, I didn't want to make them feel pressured. I didn't want to pressure them. Right. And like I said earlier, I, I agree that that's valid to, f- that's a, a nice perspective. Right. But then I thought, I said, you know what? That was a time where they needed to feel pressure because they needed to move quickly. Right. And pressure or a sense of urgency? 
a sense of urgency is yeah. probably a better way to put it than yeah. pressure. So thank you. I like that. Yeah. They okay, and let's when I say pressure, I mean sense of urgency because yeah. that's the more that's the more soft way to put it. And I that's think people right. miscon uh, misconcern uh, those two. Well, okay. Pressure has a negative connotation because like yes. you're you're manipulating them into something. Mm -hmm. But you know what, Lowell, if this room was on fire, mm -hmm. if there was some fire over there, yeah. Would you be okay if I gave you some pressure to get out? A little bit. Yeah, you'd be okay with that because yeah. it's in your best interest. 100%. Get out of here right now. There's a fire. We got to get out of here. Yeah. What are you talking about? Get out of here now. You know what I mean? You would need that. Pressure is okay if you're trying to save somebody from a fire. Right. Obviously, a sense of urgency is kind of the same thing. The negative connotation is when you're manipulating. And of right. course, that's not what I mean. Yes. And, th and before you uh, added that, what I was going to say was when I say pressure, what I mean is that she, if I want her to have a relationship strong enough with mm -hmm. the client that she can apply pressure and they can feel the pressure mm -hmm. and realize that it's coming from a good place. Right. That's the key. Yes. Pressure is okay if there's trust. Yes. Okay. You trust me. Mm -hmm. If I give you pressure to get out of this room, you trust that I'm doing that to save you. Yeah. You're not going to look at me and say, I don't trust you anymore. Why are you pushing me to do yeah. this? I'll do this when I'm ready. No. I can if, take the heat. You can take. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. If there's a fire in the room and Logan says, Lil, get out right now. Get out. It's not safe. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Get out. You're going to get out because you trust me. Yes. And that's what we, I'm trying to convey to this situation. Now, for example, if I say, get out, get out, get out. Do I need to give you an hour to think about that? No, no, no you don't no, have an hour. You're going to burn. No, you don't have an hour. So if I'm trying to not pressure you to get out of the room because there's a fire, I'm not doing anything in your best interest. That's mm -hmm. not in your best interest. In other words, sometimes not applying pressure to your client is counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. It's a very hard concept for people to it understand. Is, it really is. Because they, uh, they, they associate pressure with a negative connotation. Exactly. So skip the word pressure and call it sense of urgency. But you need to be able to convey a sense of urgency to your client when it's time and in order for that to be effective the relationship with the client has got to be very very strong yep and that's the key that's what we identified in this example that could be controlled now i didn't say that she didn't have a good relationship but what i'm saying is we as a group of agents trying to understand how to be modern agents is that the stronger your relationship with your client the more safe it is to give them high pressure when they need yes. it when they need it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we talked about, okay, well, how do you build that trust? And one of the ways to do it is to say, before you're in the heat of battle, before you're in the room, mm -hmm. when you go into the room where there's a fire, you say, guys, we're going to make an offer on this house. There's probably going to be competition on this house. There's a bunch of things that could happen when this goes down. One of the potential things that could happen is that we could get a counter offer. Mm -hmm. And they might ask us to remove our inspection. They might ask us to increase our price. They might ask us to remove our appraisal contingency mm -hmm. or create an appraisal gap addendum. Mm -hmm. Let's go through each one of those right now. Let's talk through each one of these potential contingencies so you guys know what could be coming. Right. And then we'll see what happens. Now, the key there, when you go through some of the contingencies and start to input into the brain some of the things that might happen, then when they do happen, when one of those does happen, mm -hmm. you can call up and say, hey, remember the other day when we were talking about one of the things that could happen? This is what's going down. Yeah. What that does 
is it increases trust because now from the buyer's perspective, it's the second time they've heard this. Yes. It's not the first time under pressure. That's a key. It's a big key because the clients have already been prepared for this possible thing to happen. Mm -hmm. When it does happen, they're not looking at the agent, wondering if the agent's telling the truth or or playing a game. Instead, they're saying, oh, the agent was right. We've already thought this through. We knew this could happen. And by the way, we've already discussed what we're going to do in this event. Yep. That would have helped cut down the time. Exactly. So both of those little factors would help cut down the time. You got something? No. Okay. Now, there's more. The other element to this that is equally as important. First, the foundation of trust is is critical. Mm-hmm. Second, I think the preparation of possible contingencies is very important so that the agents, so that the buyers are, are understanding of what could happen. There's mm-hmm. two more elements. Hopefully, I can remember them. <laughs> the third element is the agent needs to convey to the buyers that they need to be available. Yes. She said, I think she said she talked to one of them. The other one had to talk to the other one who was in, at work for an hour and they had to call back and then they have to talk about it. And they have to think about it. No, no. When we're negotiating an offer against 13 other people, you got to be on standby. Yeah. Because deal momentum. Exactly. Think exactly. about it from the seller's point of view and the listing agent's point of view. They call us and say, Hey, would, would you be wanting to do this, this, and this? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when we go around and think about it for an hour, what are they doing? They're not happy. They're, exactly. All of a sudden, offer number 11 looks a little better. Offer number nine calls back up and says, hey, by the way, why don't we do this? That hour is a lot of deal momentum killer. Imagine if that call had gone on for one second, for one minute and called back. It might have been a different outcome, which is what we're trying to do. Yeah. So agents, again, build trusting relationships with your clients so that when you're in a negotiation, they when you tell them, be on standby, you got to stay by your phone because this mm-hmm. is going to happen quick. Be ready. When you see my call, make sure you take it. They listen to you. Yeah. Number four, last and, last and foremost. And only because we're analyzing this from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. We did a role play on the communication. Things that you say. Yeah. So I want to do it again with you. I want to do one with the listing agent and then I do one with the buyer. You're going to be the listing agent in this one. Okay. Lowell calls me up, says, hey, Logan, my seller is thinking about, you know, how about 30000 over list price and no appraisal contingency? We got 13 offers, but we like yours. We're talking to you. Mm-hmm. We, 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 assert, uh, we, we realized that what she had said was, let me see what I can do. I'll call you back. I'll see what they say. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what she said. Yeah. Which is fine. That's reasonable too, because yeah. she doesn't know the answer. Yeah. Here's what she could have said. Lowell, mm-hmm. thank you for that counteroffer. Thank you for that proposal. If my client agrees to those terms, do we have a deal? And what that does is it creates, it's, it solidifies the intent for both parties. Yes. What, what, what I assume that Lowell would have said was, yes, we have a deal. Okay. So in other words, Lowell says, I think if we can get 30,000 over list price, no appraisal and da, 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 I think we can have a deal. I think, I think we're good. Do you think you can get that? And then if the agent had come back and said, Lowell, if I can get that done, do we have a deal? And Lowell says, yes. Now we have, now we're pointing in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And then what I would have said was, I will call you back in less than five minutes and I will get this done. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what that does now is it manages the expectation of the time for the listing agent. And number two, it conveys confidence that it will happen. Mm-hmm. Now we were talking about this the other day. You know, if it doesn't happen, 
who cares? Yeah. You know, hey, you couldn't get it done. But I think, I think, and this part of this was she knew she could probably get it done because she knew that they would probably do it, which yeah. again is part of having that trust with the client. Mm-hmm. But with 13 offers on the table, you got to do what you got to do to get it done. So saying, hey, do we have a deal? If we can get this done, do we have a deal? Yes. Give me five minutes. I'll get it done. Don't sell this house. That's different than, well, I'll call you back and let you know what they yeah. say. You see the difference? There, there's a little bit of uncertainty there when you say that versus yes. there's, you're, you're almost closing the deal right there. Exactly. Without fully shutting the door. Like you're starting to shut it, you know, close exactly. it right away. Exactly. That's it. That's something you can control as the agent. Because, and these are the elements that most people just don't think about. Just imagine the difference in how the listing agent hangs up the phone Mm -hmm. from, well, you know, I'm not sure if they'll do that, but I'll call and ask them versus I'll call you back in five minutes. I'll get this done. Hang in there. Yeah. You see the difference? Because now that the agent on the other side, they're, they're waiting for that call. They're like, okay, we're going to get this done. Looks like we're close here. Yeah. They're not going to call back. Exactly. In the meantime, that's exactly right. You nailed it. Yeah. When the, when the agent hears, well, we'll see what I can do. They're immediately shifting to the other twelve offers, who are yep. probably knocking on the door. Exactly, they've moved on after after you hung up the phone, or even before that. All right, here we go. Last part of this. All this right, is a tough. This is tough. This is growth. Yeah, I'm so proud of her for bringing this up because this is hard. Yeah, it's hard to hear this stuff. But let's call the buyer now. Mm-hmm. And this and and the conversation was something to the effect of, well, they they gave us a counter offer, and they asked us to remove our contingency and do this. And what do you think? Are you willing to do that? Okay. And that's when I keyed in. I said, so, so the words was, are you willing to do that? Mm-hmm. And of course that creates a lot of doubt. So I gave an example and I said, Hey, Lowell, you're at the dentist office. You need a teeth. You need a, you have a cavity. Your tooth needs to be pulled. Mm-hmm. Lowell, would you like to pull your tooth? Would you like to have your tooth pulled today? No, no. Of course I don't want to have my tooth pulled today. And this is the point. When you, the way you structure your communication can impact the result that you get. Right. So when you say, Lowell, you have a toothache and a cavity, I think we need to pull your tooth. Are, are you okay with that? Are you, are you interested in having your teeth pulled today? Uh, there, nobody's ever going to say, yes, I want to have my tooth pulled. What they're going to say is, no, I don't sounds like I have a choice. I don't really want to. Yeah. Now imagine this the other way. Lowell, got some news for you. Good news and bad news. Okay. The bad news is you got a cavity and your tooth needs to come out. The good news is we can do it right now and get it done and it won't take long and it won't hurt that bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Sound good. Yes. You see the difference. Like yeah. You're not asking if it's okay to pull the tooth, right? You're telling them what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if Lowell pushes back and says, no, Logan, you're not touching my tooth. I say, okay, no problem. That's yeah. your decision. It's your yep. mouth. It's your money. It's your mouth. I get it. Yep. But the way you convey the message can impact and does impact the response that you get. Mm-hmm. Do we all agree here that as long as Lowell's tooth really needs to be pulled, that is that I am not pressuring him to get his tooth pulled. I'm just conveying the urgency. Lowell, you need to have it pulled because it's got a cavity and this and this and it's going to mm-hmm. get this. We need, to, we need to take care of this. But we can take care of it right now and it'll be okay and I'll take care of you. I'll do a great job and it'll be right. And at the end of the day, your, yeah. your tooth's not going to hurt anymore because it's going to be gone. That's different than asking for permission to pull the tooth. Right. Well, is it okay? Can I please pull your tooth? I mean, I think you, I think it would be good for you. You know, no, you don't ask questions when it's time to tell people what they need to do. So let's apply that to the buyer. And of course this comes with the assumption that that tooth needs to be pulled, mm-hmm. that that buyer wants that house, that their grandkids live right next door and they want to get it and they're comfortable with the payment. They're comfortable mm-hmm. with the terms that are coming. Yeah. Those are the, 
those are my, uh, my caveats here. Obviously, if we're pressuring them into something that they're not comfortable with, that's bad. I'm yeah. not suggesting that. Yeah. But let's just assume based on the communications, we know they got 50000 for a down payment. They're plenty qualified. They got plenty of extra mm-hmm. cash. They're not concerned about the appraisal. They're going to live there for a long time. They want the house more than they care about the cost of the house. That's the situation that you're dealing with. And, and they're competing with 13 other offers. It sounds like this. Lowell, good news. This can be our house. Here's what we need to do. This, 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 and this gets us the house, gets the other 13 offers to go away. Call your husband right now. Get him on the phone. Call me back. We got like three and a half minutes left. Okay. I know this is a big decision and I know this is high pressure, but the ball is in our court right now. If this is the house that we want to own and we want to move into and we want the grandkids to be next door, we need to move quickly before the seller switches gears and moves on to one of the other 13 offers. We are lucky that we've been considered and been countered. We are in a position to make this happen. Here's what they need from us. They need the price of this. They need this appraisal removed. They need this. This is what this means. Yes, it's not ideal, but the good news is we can get the house. Okay. Do you see the difference there? Mm -hmm. Huge difference. Yeah. I'm laying it out in such a way where they realize, Hey, the ball's in our court. We have the opportunity to to lock this down. Mm -hmm. It's not a question of, well, do you want to remove your contingency? Do you want to have an appraisal gap contingency? Nobody wants those things. No, absolutely not. Okay, Nobody wants their tooth pulled. It's not about want. So you don't structure the question in a way of it's, do you want it or no, not want it? Because everybody's going to say no. You structure the communication in a way where you say, hey, look, mm-hmm. we have a chance. This is what we need to do. This is what it takes to get the house. Yeah. Are you ready to go get the house? And if they say, well, no, we're not ready to do that. Then you say, okay okay, if you're not comfortable with this, let's not do it. Mm-hmm. But you don't lead with that. You lead right. with the positive. You lead with the solution because that's what the buyer hired you to do. Exactly. They want you to help them get the house. You tell them what they got to do to get it. Exactly. If there are hard things or riskier things involved with that, you tell them what they are and let mm-hmm. them decide. But you don't ask a question that you guarantee yourself a negative answer mm-hmm. because it doesn't help them. If I say, hey, Lowell, do you want to have your tooth pulled today? And you say, no, I have just hurt you because now you're going to walk out the door without a tooth pulled that needs to be pulled Mm -hmm. because I asked you a question the wrong way. Yeah. That was not in your best interest. I might've thought it was because it was low pressure. Yeah. I was trying to be low pressure, but being low pressure gets you burned in a fire. Absolutely. Gets your tooth, you know, worse. Mm -hmm. So there are times... Now, again, I've been your dentist for 30 years. When I tell you, you got to need a tooth pulled, it's because you need a tooth yeah. pulled. I'm not trying to make a quick tooth pull commission here. Right. Okay. So there's got to be that trust. But when there is that trust, it's okay to, it's okay to yeah. apply the pressure when the timing is right. Right. It's a very hard concept. But you know what? It was a great conversation. And I think everybody in the room realized that, hey, if there's trust in the relationship, then pressure or urgency is okay at the periods of the life cycle, the critical inflection points of the life cycle, mm-hmm. where the decision, where, where we either get the house or we don't, it's okay to put some pressure there. Yeah. In fact, it's really the only time in the whole transaction that the pressure is very high. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you're, and then take that away too. When you're a buying agent in a multiple offer situation and you get a counter offer, mm-hmm. that is literally the highest urgency, highest pressure point of the transaction. 
And it's your job as the, as the buying agent to convey to your buyer mm-hmm. what they need to do to say yes. Because if you don't convey to them what they need to do to say yes, mm-hmm. you're going to send them away with a negative response, which is going to be a no response, which is going to go back to the listing agent and mean they don't get the house. Right. So anything that you can do inside of your ethical boundaries to convince them to say yes, which is what they want to mm-hmm. do, it is your job. It's, it's becoming on you mm-hmm. to make sure that you structure your communication in a way that helps them to say yes, helps them to understand the risks and say yes. Yes. Okay. Risk is okay. Removing your appraisal contingency is okay. Yeah. If you're good with paying more than the appraisal, yep. you should know that already because you should have a trusting relationship with your client. So mm-hmm. if that comes back to you and you can say, okay, here's here's one of the things that we knew could happen. They're removing the appraisal contingency. We good to go on that? Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Good. Okay. Because we got the house here. Yeah. If, we, if we lock this down, we can lock this down like yep. this. Are we good to lock it down? Let's lock it down. Then you call the guy back four minutes later, not 60 minutes later. And you say, we got a deal here. I'm sending you a contract immediately. Let's sign it and get it done before anything changes. Deal momentum closed. It's tough. It's very tough. It is. The takeaway here in conclusion is that the way you communicate to your client at the highest inflection point of the transaction, mm-hmm. as long as there's, there's a foundation of trust and a strong foundation of, of communication between the two of you that's mm-hmm. set up ahead of time, it is okay to apply pressure to your client or sense of urgency to your client mm-hmm. when they need it. Yes. Because your job is to help them feel comfortable to say yes yeah. to a hard negotiation because that's what it takes in this market to buy a house. Absolutely. 100%. Go get them. Go get them. Go get them.